Welcome to the longest-running podcast in the Lakelands, the Lakeland Sports Guys. I'm Tom Carroll, Chris Cox. We've got the coach, Dan Spivey, in the house at Howard's on Main and Uptown Greenwood on a chilly Thursday afternoon, uh, last day of November, as we get things underway. The twice-baked potato with the ribeye steak sandwich is the special today, so come on by and see Howard and his staff uh, on Thursdays, as well as any day during the week. They've got great specials throughout uh, lunch and into the dinner hours, as well as some great breakfast items to go along with that. If you're an early riser, you can get here, and uh, Stan will be here along with uh, the rest of the, the Greenwood the bunch. Crew. Yeah. <laughs> the morning crew, you like to Solving call Solving the problems of the world. <laughs> You know, but, Hardy's does have a name for their group, do y'all? Hardy's uh, crowd that went over across the mall, yeah. they had a, they got a name for their group. Not the mall, but Walmart. They got a, their own name for the breakfast club. Oh, okay. So they got to come up with one. Oh. Well, they've got the morning crew. You got the breakfast club and the morning crew. <laughs> <laughs> go that route. But either way, it's some great food to go along with it. Live entertainment uh, as the Christmas season gets underway here this weekend. So you can come on by and see Howard and his staff here uh, tonight, tomorrow night, and Saturday night as well during that rainstorm. It'll be great to get involved with some live entertainment that is here. But Greenwood Christmas Parade, uh, you need to stay tuned to, to uh, you know, the Greenwood website and find out a little bit more if they're going to have it Sunday or not. A lot of that rain may continue over. We'll have to see if that's going to be postponed. I do know uh, the Dixie Parade did get postponed. It's going to be on December the 5th, I think it is. So that'll be, what, Tuesday? Greenville's next be. Saturday. They've already pushed one there too for this yeah. fest, so they want a week on pass. Yep. See, I'm already in the Christmas spirit. We're ready to go. All right, here's your question. <laughs> All right, here's your question. Did did your wife say, you know what, it's no shave, no, no November's up? Did you get that today or not, or has she come accustomed to it now? Well, she thought it was weird that I went a whole year without shaving. <laughs> it was uh, no shave 2023 is, is what it that's ended cool. up I being. I think that's what I'm doing, too. Yeah, uh, that's kind of how it went. And, and <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. I may I may take this off in December. We'll see what happens. It may wait till after the ski trip in January. I was going to say, you might, <laughs> might want to say no spo- shave November. We're supposed so. to have a cold, wet winter. You uh, might want to keep it. Yeah. <laughs> At least till it freezes on your well, face. Well, if it wasn't so gray, I mean, <laughs> it, that's the But thing you keep it so me. well groomed, man. That's something I can't, I can't see to do anything with mine. So, uh, yours is perfect like that. Now, like Stan, he could get his out. Come here, Willie. Let's see. Willie's Willie still got a little bit of that dag blame old nagging hair color in ours. That's why Willie shaves his head. But I'm all gray now, except whatever that naggy color I got on my head is now. So, but uh, we're talking about no shade in November now. I asked him if Daphne was going to let him shave. She likes it now. She so likes the beard. She's had it a whole year, so she says, yeah, I can I guess it. that's just me again. I can't see anything other than I can see Willie, but not being able to see. I didn't hear a little denies that you hadn't shaved all year. So uh, it is what it is. Are you trying to keep up with us? Trying to keep it going. All right. Well, uh, in case you didn't know, the 50th anniversary of wrestling over at Greenwood High happened last night. A big event that ended up going down uh, at the new gym. They unveiled the new mats, uh, beautiful new mats. If you haven't seen it, you need to go to uh, our Facebook page, Lakeland Sports Guys with Chris and Tom, and just check it out. Uh, it looks fantastic. It's got Greenwood across the top. Of course, the Greenwood G, representing the G in the word Greenwood that's up there. Then you got the mat, and then down at the bottom it had eagles with the big eagles. Eagle head uh, over on that right side. Good looking mat. That, it was. I'm telling you, that was awesome. Because I, like I said, everything that I ask you, well, I wonder if it has this. Has this? It does. So everything that we want on it, it does have. So 
And it, and it became the focal point. Uh, you know, we've got three matches. They were able to do the girls, the JV, and the varsity all at the same time, um, which means events are going to go a little bit faster as far as wrestling goes. I, I feel for Coach Mons because now he's, you know, <laughs> he'll be running around everywhere. By the way, the ladies did end up winning. They had a fantastic wrestling match uh, against Dorman uh, on uh, Wednesday night. Uh, absolutely wonderful event that was there. And, and Miss Williams, again, um, undefeated so far here on the season. That's uh, like I said, Barbara's got my spot on that when she can go find out what she weighs, everything else, and see. She registered. She wrestled in the two twenty weight okay. class. So I'm just. Well, that's just a question I'm not asking. I, <laughs> I, I'm fifty five for a reason. I know not to ask a lady what she weighs. So, uh, but yeah, that's. Uh, she, you know, I think she's got it again this year, Tom. I, I think she really does. I don't think there's anybody in our region that can hold. I mean, but I don't know many guys on the football team. Well, she, she was wrestling against those five A girls. There was one girl, I'm, I'm not kidding, was about a foot taller than she was um, and was probably in the same weight class or, or close to it. And um, I, it, was, it was impressive. Well, Norman's always had really good basketball teams, too. So I'm sure she plays on the ladies' basketball team. <laughs> But uh, here's, here's a little bit of how everything started out with the unveiling of the mat, Coach Mons, and then you'll hear a little bit from Sparky Hudson and uh, what they had to say uh, as they had the 50th anniversary last night of Greenwood Wrestling. And that, we thank, again, we want to thank our Boost Club for that. Our wrestling teams worked hard for it. Uh, Coach Chandler is going to clean the mat very quickly. A little bit of dirt on that tarp. We are also celebrating 50 years of wrestling tonight. We have our alumni uh, that, are, that are coming in from a dinner they just had, so those guys will be recognized later on. And we are also recognizing 50 years of wrestling here at Greenwood High School, which is another, another big year for us. And we would also like to celebrate some of our state champions from last year. Our uh, athletic director, Coach Hudson, is going to speak before we introduce those guys. Thank you, Coach Bounce. Thank you. I'd like to thank you for being here. Uh, like I said, a big night here uh, in Greenwood. We um, have, I've been, like I said, 50 years of wrestling, and uh, each year it seems like we've gotten uh, better and better. Uh, there's foundation laid by, by these young men, and there's also uh, several coaches there that have been here and started. Coach Bounce and his, uh, his, his team and the coaches have done a great job. They've worked very hard. We're very proud of them. As he said, we have um, some some wrestlers we want to, uh, to recognize tonight from last year, uh, the state champions. Um, we, uh, I asked him, I said, you going to talk about them because he knows all the stats. I said, but I want to make sure that uh, they know and, and I want everyone to know that we, um, uh, we did our we due diligence and we should be handing rings tonight. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, our, uh, I'm going to throw them on the bus. Our ring company didn't do what they're supposed to do. So I want people to know how, how important it is because it, it is important. It's, uh, it's, it's something that they'll put up and have and know, and they should be celebrated for uh, uh, for being state champion. When you're state champion, that is very, very special. So, uh, again, I'm, I'm extremely proud of these uh, uh, young men and young ladies. We sanctioned our, our girls' team this, this year for the first time. We have a full, a full girls' team, which we're really, really excited about. A lot of participation offered with the entire program of wrestling. And so, again, uh, couldn't be proud to be uh, being represented by these young uh, people and also.
some of these coaches. So, Coach Mouse, again, turn back over to you. Thank you for being here tonight. Thank you for supporting Green High School Wrestling. So, there you have uh, Sparky Hudson, the athletic director at Greenwood High School, along with Coach Mons, uh, Nick Mons, who is the uh, wrestling coach over there as well. And then, Brandon, new mats look fantastic when you when you get a chance to see them. I, I recommend that you highly go over there and, and take a look. And the match lasts usually about an hour. This was a tri match. It had Greenwood, Greer, and Dorman all uh, involved in this match. So, uh, Greer and Dorman ended up uh, wrestling first. Dorman ended up winning that match. Um, and then, Greenwood and Greer got into it. And I'm telling you just how impressed I am. Greenwood is a very active wrestling team. I mean, what I mean by that is they're aggressive. They come after you from the get-go. It's not one where they sit back and wait for you to come to them. They're going to initiate the contact. They're going to initiate um, the wrestling sequence, so to speak. So uh, when you see it and you get the chance to watch it and you think, golly, is there anybody that can beat them? They basically want every match but one uh, over the course of that first match against Greer. And I didn't get to see the Dorman one. I had to leave a little bit early on that one. But uh, as far as I know, I mean, they were fantastic to watch. Another good year, man. It is. Um, and when you look, uh, also, you got a two-time defending state champion that is there. He, you know, he ended up going into the second period, but ended up with a technical decision halfway through that second period. Uh, Dak Seaborn ended up getting the uh, uh, pin. There, I think there were about five or six pins that Greenwood ended up, uh, most of those in the first half or in the first, you know, first sequence, first two minutes. I'm excited about that, too, because, I mean, that takes you back in time a little bit to another school across the way. You know, same size kids, you know, same type deal with, with a guy named Jay, uh, Gates Savanka. And mm-hmm. to see what, what he's doing at Greenwood and just knowing that he gives everything he's got on the field, so we know he's going to do it on the mat. So I just be, hate to be the guy that I kept hearing about, well, the mat's not getting cleaned fast enough. So they might better get a couple cats out there to clean that mat every time you got to clean it. But it's exciting times at Greenwood, man. And why not Greenwood? Because look at Lander. Look what Lander's doing in wrestling right now. So to have the same high school in the, in the collegiate town that you're in with Lander, is, that's amazing. So rest is going to be good. Yeah, Carson Howell was phenomenal. Um, you know, you, hey, Bryce <laughs> Seaborn, again, he ended up with the win in that one. Um, Owen Sargent probably impressed me the most. He was the first Eagle that ended up on the mat. They went with the heavyweights first. And uh, I, I, it was a little bit of a, a standoff for the first two periods. In that third period, he just kind of owned Here's a question for you next time you go over to the Seaborns, because I know you go a lot. <laughs> is Bryce getting better because his brother's teaching him what he's doing, or is he just whipping him and putting him in shape to be a wrestler? <laughs> you know, I don't see – I'm don't. i sure they do wrestle each other somewhere down the line, and I'm sure it's not uh, one of those that, you know, I'm sure there's lots of technical penalties and things of that nature when they wrestle together. But Bryce is scrappy, but <laughs> I, and I can see why now, but I'd like to see a guy like A.J. Ross try it, mm-hmm. as big as he is, and – like, like I said, this is going to be a fun year this year, and I think region is going to be what it's been being in the past, and I think we're going to have to – what would be the technical term? Wrestle our butts off to make it? <laughs> so, it is. And um, I tell, uh, the parents there and the fans that were there, of course, now there was a basketball game going on in the gym next to us as yeah. well, so we'll talk about that in a little bit. So they had like you know three different events going on at one time, much like they do in the spring when, when you're out there in yeah. the field. But uh, for the most part, the, the fan support in between the girls' game and the guys' game, they all came over and watched the wrestling. And uh, just, you know, phenomenal support, I think, for that wrestling program overall. And you listen to Coach Nick Monson and what he says about possibly winning a state championship this year. I think he's got the studs to do it. I think he realizes he's too, and he's excited about it. Uh, while you had you just brought up quickly the basketball team, 
Uh, they had a big game last night, and uh, both teams came out winning, right? Yeah, both teams came out uh, with big wins in this one. And it, uh, when you look at um, who they ended up playing, you, you kind of you sit there and you kind of shake your head and say, you know, South Aiken has been pretty good over the course of the last few years. Um, and, and, you know, for the boys, uh, they ended up winning by 10, 65-59 in this one. Uh, C.J. Terrell had another phenomenal game. Uh, you know, he had 23 points. So did Jemiah uh, Brooks uh, in this one. Um you know, Terrell also had the double-double. He had 12 rebounds to go along with all of that when you want to look at it. And they got another big game against Brooklyn Casey uh, that's coming up, I think, tonight uh, as well. So, I mean, they, you know, it's just basketball after basketball is going to be going on. The girls, um, when you look at what they had to do, let's see if I can find my notes uh, on uh, them with Brooklyn Casey. Uh, yes, 56 to 19. They had their way with them uh, in that first matchup overall. Again, the Oliver Twins uh, coming up big. Uh, Tariah Johnson, though, she led all scores with 14 points. Daniel Oliver had 12. Um, her twin sister, uh, Cameron, had 10 to go along with all of that. Uh, and they're going to be in action again uh, tomorrow night, 6 o'clock. Uh, they're 5 and 0 as of right now. So much improved over what they did last year. And I think uh, when you look at coaches, she's excited now. She's She's got some folks that have come in that have stepped up off of that JV that are being uh, instrumental in playing as a team, not as an individual. Exactly. That's the thing. Like we talked about last year, the thing that impressed me, she didn't have the best record last year, but – like I said, defense predicates offense, and they realize it now. And that's that's what you're starting to see with, like, Dawn Staley. That's one thing Dawn's implementing into a new version of a women's basketball game is you can score a lot of points in a game, especially if you reduce over half on our own defensive side. So as long as you're doing that, I knew we were fine because we got the same <laughs> – <laughs> uh, thing, um, but yeah, that's the thing. I mean, you play defense and you're going to win some games. I think that's a team that you might better put on your radar in region this year is Coach Shaw's team to see, just to see where they go. So I'm excited. You know, and they've got some tough competition, competition coming up yeah. in, in region. You look at the West Side, the Greenville girls, um, Easley's girls were pretty dominant last year as well. Uh, you know, I'm not so sure what's going to happen with Pickens or Berea. Berea is kind of the new aspect of it. I'll go back and look. Uh, we didn't pay much attention to that game. But for the most part, though, uh, this is a team that is building confidence. Game in and game out with these big wins. And that's the key, and that's what you do. You go one game at a time. You look ahead to a week if you see, you know, Berea to, let's say, Thursday, and then on Monday you got Greenville. You don't look ahead. you got to take care of game one and then take care of two next week and then go from there to there. And That's what she does as a coach. That's what she learned at Lander under Patterson and the rest of the crowd. So, I mean, exciting times. I'm telling you, basketball is going to be fun at Greenwood this year. It's a little different than last year. It's going to be fun to Coach watch, Greg's huh? ready. Coach Carter's ready. We know that. I'm going to get you Coach Carter lined up here probably next week or two because uh, see what kind of new dances he's learned. I'm more interested in dancing, man. I know he's got some great <laughs> players on that team. Uh, Ryan Brown's on that team. You remember Big 79 from mm. the – that had moved up to uh, Barsky for the playoffs. He's on that basketball team. So, that's that's a big kid. Looking forward to it. And then um, Cambridge girls, they had a big win to begin their season. Now, they started out really slow. When you go back and, and you hear the coach talk and you look at what they, uh, you know, what happened in the index as far as what coach said, um, Amanda Deason basically came out and said that, you know, it, it, it was a slow start for us. You know, we had, we had to battle back in this one. 48-27 um, to 27 ended up being the final in it, but uh, Alex Cochran led the Cougars, had 13 points. He had uh, Lemesser uh, was in double digits as well. 
well with 10 points to go along with that. And Cambridge uh, just basically uh, the first quarter, they didn't score their first point until like seven minutes into the first quarter. It's a good, it's a good Greenwood Christian you know. team, though. I mean, they're a pretty good basketball team. So, uh, yeah, so we'll see what happens as the season goes for them. They've got a lot to live up to after last year. Let's get it, man. Let's get it. I, I, you know, I thought it was funny. One of her quotes, she also said, uh, on, I think it was on Facebook, that they started slow all last year and they won a championship. So, if that's what it takes, we'll start slow every game. Well, and their competition <laughs> is um, up there in in the Spartanburg area, correct? Yeah, right. Um, that's going to be coming down. They end up losing to them twice, uh, once in regular season and then again um, in the state championship to go along with that. So, it's going to be interesting to see how that, that works out for Greenwood Christian. I just think it's – and like I said, it's pretty cool that you got – even that you got like the Cambridge teams even playing now because I mean they were big when I was coming up. Good to see them being in the field teams again, and you know football will be next again. I feel sure that they'll start a program up again once they get some more players coming in. But I can't think about Greenwood Christian. I don't think about Oklahoma on the on the on the boys' side of it, and uh, I can only think that he's already in basketball shape because, like you said, he had his little issue, medical issue, and he came back pretty strong from that. So uh, I can't wait to see what he does on the Greenwood Christian side either. It's going to be fun. And then uh, the Greenwood Christian uh, boys, they ended up – or excuse me, the ladies went uh, up to take on Dixie as well this week, earlier in the week. Um, and this was a close game, 33-31. It went in favor of Greenwood Christian. So they got one – they're one and one on the week. Let's call it that. And they beat them Dixie. What do you uh, – yeah. Hornets, the Hornets. I didn't say them Dixians, but yeah, the Dixie Hornets. And uh, so things that we know things are popping over in Due West, man. We know that on both the Erskine side and the Dixie side, so – yeah, and I do have one score from this week uh, for Greenwood Christian. Uh, the boys ended up beating Dixie 55-45. So, they don't Close have game. I don't have any stats or anything of that nature, but that much Good luck finding those, bro. <laughs> unless, unless you can get a coach put on Facebook, good luck finding now, them. <laughs> well, that that leads me to another point. When you look at because now you don't have the private schools in basketball. You you basically have um you basically have Dixie McCormick um, Where Shoals, uh, I think Whitmire's in that group, and then there's Callen one other, Falls. Callen Falls. So you know, those are going to be the five that are going to be in that region that are going to be coming up here. When you when you look at that now, and and you look at what McCormick has done, and McCormick's oh, yeah. played three games already. They've you know, and and they've spread it out. You've got guys in double, I think three or four guys in double figures. Last time they ended up playing, but you also at Ware Shoals, you've got one guy that's aver- they played one game. He's averaging thirty one points in one game. Has he been low Yeah, <laughs> it's not just the slow maxes. I'll have to I'll have to look at it. It's on Max Prep. I do know that, so okay. I'll have to go back and look and see if I can dig that up. But I got to skate. We got to we got to make it down that way down toward McCormick Way because, like I said, Coach Collier and that. Yeah, I think it's Coach Davis. Is, is the basketball coach. And uh, like I said, they've started out with almost to stay in the same schedule that they play in the football almost because they play long. I mean, they play Lincoln County in basketball also. So it, it should be another fun year, but you're right. You take out the, the uh, excuse me, the academy private school, school to private school. <laughs> private school. <laughs> the big three, as we call them right there now. There you go. Now, J.C. J. Medlin from Weir Shoals. He's played one game averaging 31 points as of right now. Um, McCormick's got some some studs as well. You got uh, Terrace Cartledge, um, who's averaging 17 points a game right now. You got uh, Demonte Weidman from McCormick, averaging 20, and Darius Houston is averaging 31. All, you know that's in two Good games. Gracious. So that's but in see, two games. That's three kids. Two kids that don't play football. You too. Yeah. Also. Yeah. So, so think if you have you those on that get, football Get team. your football players. Get them in basketball shape, and these teams are going to be. Uh, well, I feel sure Cam Durant's. 
He'll be right back ready to play. I did see his pitcher. He is pitchered with a basketball team, so he will be playing. Yep. Uh, once he gets back from, he got four minutes. Got to play four minutes the other night, so um, they're they're going to ease him in there <laughs> as best they can. But you can bet he'll probably end up being a starter. But McCormick right now just looks like the team to beat in one A. And I was going to tell you, I thought it might be uh, 96, but, I mean, in the 1A, with the aspect of it, that's who they beat the other night mm-hmm. was 96, and they beat them pretty well, but 96 is too big. I just remember that. So, anyway, I get these, all these confidences <laughs> confused. <laughs> so. Yeah, but we may have to we may have to check out a, a Ware Shoals-McCormick game. That may be, you know. That could be a ball game. That could mm-hmm. be a really good ball game in that one. I think they're all going to be fun. I mean, I mean, because now you're finally, as Stan likes to say, competitive. Well, and, and at these smaller schools like this, in the smaller towns, those gyms are going to be packed. You better get there early if you want to sit. And, you know, you're going to see some good quality basketball. I mean, and it doesn't matter what school you go to. I mean, the Emerald Girls, the Emerald Boys, Greenwood High, all of them. They, they, we just have, uh, much like in football, we have, we have some basketball players in this town. <laughs> And in the surrounding schools. Uh, Now, the guys, we might have to give them a little bit more time to get get their football players into basketball shape and acclimated. And, of course, we've got to get through all the all-star games and all this mess with some of them, too. So, let's give them to after, what, December 8th, 9th, that weekend, uh, come back. And by the Christmas tournaments, these guys will be ready to go. Those are what we got to check out, the Christmas tournaments, because they're pretty daggling good. Yeah. There's really good competition in those tournament games. Mm-hmm. So, and, and like I said, the one good thing is they're going to be pretty much local for every bit yeah. of those. I mean, I know that Myrtle Beach has had one. Yeah. Well, they had the college beach ball classic. Now they'll have the high school will come up during the spring, during the Christmas break. All right, one more wrestling note here. Um, Dixie defeated Crescent forty-two to thirty-nine uh, in the, uh, and defeated Palmetto too thirty-six thirty-two in that uh, matchup that happened over at Emerald High School. So, and, or not that, Emerald, but at uh, uh, at uh, Erskine. I'm Erskine. wrong. E. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and Dixie's another one of those schools. A lot like Greenwood. It's got a long tradition of uh, some wrestlers now. It hadn't been that many years ago that Dixie had a male athlete that wanted to wrestle. Dixie did not have a wrestling team. He had to actually go to Abbeville and wrestle for Abbeville. Mm-hmm. Four-time state champion, though. And he had started the program, correct, and at that, Dixie? And that helped yeah. get the program started at Dixie. And I think he had a, a little brother or two that – and I think he went on to wrestle at Lambda early. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, this has been a few years ago. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's just uh, exciting times. Uh, we're, getting a, we're getting into a lot of sports now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, also, Weekend of Champions gets underway tonight, guys, uh, 7 o'clock. Uh, it's a battle of the charter schools, Oceanside Collegiate. Uh, Great Collegiate gets the home side uh, down in Orangeburg at South Carolina State University. And, uh, there'll be a lot of college scouts that are going to be out there, including uh, coaches as well. We already know Beamer said he's going to be out there for all of these games. So uh, that is tonight, 7 o'clock. Should be a good matchup between those two. Uh, you look at Friday night, tomorrow, 2 o'clock. 
the 1A championship with Johnsonville and Christchurch. 8 o'clock, you got the 5A matchup with the rematch from earlier in the season, Dutch Fork and White Knoll. White Knoll ended up beating them 16-14 in that one. So can White Knoll repeat? Uh, we'll find out. I'm not so sure how Dutch Fork is. Uh, we know that their quarterback and the running back got hurt last week. So it may be another one where White Knoll runs away with this one as a possibility. And then Saturday in the rain and the <laughs> the wind and, and everything else is going to be out there. Noontime, the 4A matchup, South Florence. Uh, it goes up against Westside. Westside gets the home field advantage this time. And at 7 o'clock that night, you got the 3A championship. Fifth time in six years, Daniel and Camden are going to be going at it. All these games are going to be broadcast, uh, by the way, on My40. That is part of the Sinclair Broadcasting Stations throughout. So, uh, you know, look for uh, wherever My40 is uh, in and around the state. Uh, we know here in the upstate, uh, it, it's you can find it, I think, uh, with um, WCTEL. I think it's 503 or 504, somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, is where it's at. If not, it might be 506. It's, it's right around in there. It's you can find it. Find. Just keep flipping until you find <laughs> it. If you direct your low numbers on my end of it, if you're direct to you, it's like 40. Like, it's it's should be, like it should be, right. Yeah. yeah not the multiple of, yeah. to go along with it. But guys, and, when, and you didn't get a contract to do the game. No, 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 I didn't, I didn't I get it done. No, I, I've got a face for radio, not TV. So they're not. <laughs> well, that, like I said, the good thing is I don't show Casey Manning either. But like I said, Casey Manning is a really good basketball guy. And I wish he would stick to that. But um, like I said, I love watching the games, but I'll have it muted because I just these guys are. I may try to find our buddy up at Westside. Oh yeah, He'll be if on. I can find that one, and find him. On I don't know radio. about the other ones, yeah. but having radio broadcast. But. Yeah. Well, nobody follows Dutch Fork. One oh seven five may um, if Tom Knotts lets them. One oh five five will probably have the Daniel game. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, Willie. You hit the nail on the head. They may be following White Knoll this time. They might be because a lot of people want to see a change in five A, yeah. and that'd be perfect to, that it would be White Knoll to beat them again. And then because I mean, I, Tom Knotts has made his injuries. I mean, he's done well with what he's done, but a lot of people don't like him in that area, and they'd love to see White Knoll win this yeah. game. And I do know Camden has a radio station as well, so they will be following along there. So you'll be able to tune those in. Uh, just look for Camden, South Carolina radio stations. And oh, you know me, man. Things. I click on all those things I can find. <laughs> find one. Sometimes and all, I get stations of, I don't need. But. All of them will be streaming something somewhere. I mean, you yeah. just – and the high school league may be streaming it. Maybe you could check that out. You know, I need, to, I need to bring that up next see time I call down TV there. TV 40, maybe they streaming it. They might. They might. But, uh, you know, it, A lot of these radio stations have – or buddy, buddy with some of the TV stuff. You know. They are, but Everybody's if you ever listen to a TV a game, uh, yeah, TV crew broadcast uh, on the radio, radio, you can't tell yeah. what's going on. Yeah, they they don't tell you yeah. what's happening. Um, and, you know, it, it, worst is trying to follow Fowler when he's calling on TV, and, and yeah. you know, all of a sudden you, you get all the excitement, and everything else. But for the most part, uh, those two guys kind of keep everything to what's on TV, and they talk about things afterwards. So. We'll see. But it should be fun to get started tonight again. I said Weekend of Champions, 2A, Oceanside, and Great Collegiate going at it. And you got a chance to talk with Benji about the Great Collegiate and yeah, said that they're still a pretty good team. He says they are a really good team. He said he just – and like every year, I mean, you hear about the penalties and stuff like that. Don't get called. But um, they are that good of a team, and it's kind of like I wanted, I wanted to ask you another question. But I didn't ask you. It's not really my place. But um, 
I wanted to ask him if, if they if he felt like they needed to have to do what they do year in, year out with recruit, or are they really that good? And he said, no, they're really that good. Um, so I just – but there again, I mean, they're going against Oceanside, which basically does the same, same thing. thing. They tell you they don't, though. The difference is, like I said, when I talked to the coach in, in Shim Creek uh, the earlier in the, the month, he was telling me that there were two differences between what they do. They don't go to, like, uh, Lucy Beckham, and they don't go near Wando, even though the schools are so close. Now, if a student does come to them and they actually live in that area that they could fall into Oceanside, they'll take them on. But they don't have, like, 40, 50 students that are all over Columbia or yeah. the Midlands that they have coming in or that are driving in for the school. So that's one, one thing he says they don't do. So that, that right there is going to be one of my chaotic picks. It will be Oceanside tonight. Um, I do like the way – I will say, and the reason I'm going to say it is because the same way Stan was talking about Westside and the rain and everything that you're going to have. I think Gray relies a lot more on the rush and the pass together, whereas Oceanside is pretty much a run it down your throat, you know, throat, you know, three yards cloud of water kinda tonight. Like, <laughs> kind of like Buford was last yeah. year, and, and nobody could stop them. I mean, they so, just don't, you know, and that goes back to the old physics thing, you know, the shortest <laughs> point from A to B is mm-hmm. straight ahead. Uh, I don't need to go around you. I'm just going to go right through you. I'm going to go right <laughs> over you. And you're going to get tired of me beating on you. And I'll give him a hint, man. Do not kick the ball to Gray. Don't punt to him. Don't kick to him. Take the penalties out of bounds. Get the ball at the 35 every time. And yeah, trust me, you don't want to give him a chance to return balls because I think that was one thing that Coach Nichols probably would do differently if they played again. They're pretty explosive on yeah. the return game. Yeah. All right. So we'll follow along on uh, TV tonight. We'll uh, give our opinions. I'm sure we'll watch all of them on Monday. <laughs> Yeah. Find out how how much uh, we root for uh, the upper state teams, as we do towards the lower state teams. Now so. I don't know about Saturday. Now there's a lot of chaos going to be going on in college football Saturday. <laughs> I may I may be I don't know if I can six screen my TV or not, so where I can watch. The, <laughs> uh, well, uh, I might be able to watch both at the same time. I don't know. We'll just have to figure. I got to watch West Side because, like I said, they're part of. I, I consider uh, ourselves a part of them. Right. right. So they're kind of like one of my favorites. It's going to be West. I don't, you know. The past couple of years, I didn't have the biggest respect for them. But like I said, they're part of our region, and I'm gonna that's a team I will pull for. I just don't understand, and then maybe because I hadn't seen Drew Marlowe up close with his offense and everything that they do run at South Florence. But to me, this is the one game that Westside can't win from hearing it all over Facebook. Is South Florence is like this dominant football team. Well, one, Lenar Sellers is in Columbia, and his little brother is actually a wide receiver playing quarterback. So – you better find a quarterback coach because you're going to lose that kid too, probably to Carolina later on uh, this coming year. But I just don't see the dominance between South Florence. But no, and I, that's what I said. Maybe you know more than I do about that area because you're you're a Sumter guy, and that's a Florence team. But who plays in their region that's really worth the darn? Well, when you look at South Florence, um, as far as their region, you've got uh, uh, Lugolf Elgin. Richland Northeast, Lancaster, and Irmo. So Irmo, yeah, Irmo was the big dog. They were the big dog. And yeah. Lancaster did make playoffs. That, uh, well, let, me, let me rephrase that, okay? <laughs> Let's go back. Hartsville, Wilson, Myrtle Beach, and North Myrtle Beach are in their region. That's what I was thinking okay. about. And West Florence. So two of those teams out of the four or five that you named made playoffs. So I'm, not, I'm still kind of like that's the Midland Valley to me. Yeah. You know, they just hadn't played a whole lot of people. And then when they started playing them, they – so we'll see. It's going to be Coach Marlowe again, man. I had to learn his name last year. I remember it this time. 
But, yeah, his offense is phenomenal when he's got it running the way he wants to run it. But there again, that looks like it's going to be a rain game, Stan. So, that's going to take the pass pretty much away. Well, and you, and you wonder <clears throat> if the rains come in tonight with, with the 1A game, what is this field going to look like <laughs> by Saturday evening? You know, you remember, this is a grass can, field. Too, yeah, so. that's, what I'm, that's what I'm getting at. What, how is it going to hold up? I mean – yeah, you know, a college field is going to drain well. But you got some big guys out there that's going to be pushing and shoving. And uh, if we if they get as much rain as is predicted, it'll be a mud bowl by, by the Saturday night game. Maybe the Saturday afternoon game. Maybe the Friday night game. Maybe even the Friday afternoon game. I mean, it, it's just going to be a, a mudslinger. Any possibility this goes to a Monday? Uh, Would it be in light, state? Well, lightning and lightning might delay some, but I don't. You got to remember that these there's there's eight hours, <coughs> between, well, not eight hours, there's four hours between games. Yeah. So you're thinking a game's going to roughly go about two and a half, three hours to begin with. Then you got another two, two and a half. So they've got some wiggle room in there if lightning does come that way, or if, if they if they need be. I don't think that it'll go to. It may go to a Sunday. I don't think it'll go to a Monday because they've already got three schools. Well. Six schools that are going to have to get out of school early yeah. in order to take yeah. go to these games. But I don't think Sunday's an option. And, I think that's one yeah, of the days that, that they can, no, that they are not, not allowed to play, play on Sunday. Sunday so. yeah. That's why I was asking about Monday. Yeah, and I'm just wondering if there's anything that the grounds crew, the grounds crew at SC State can do in between games to keep the field in any kind of order. You know, do you try to go and roll it? Do you try to go and blow it? You know, what do you do? Um, you have sand on it. We know that, but yeah, well, I mean, you can that's sand really not the whole thing. But that's it makes it know, worse. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It does make it yeah. worse because it's yeah. going to puddle it a lot worse. Yeah. But I was going to ask you again: Have you been on that field before? No, I I, I've been on the field before, and it's it's pretty. It's about like a side point to me. In all honesty, that's one that I walked on with y'all. It's it's a little bit better field, but it is that all natural grass, and sometimes that does hurt things when it is natural. So we'll see how it goes. Good luck to these guys. They were, like I said, uh, give me your picture real quick because I know that you, you got gray. Yeah. I'm going to take Johnsonville. You know, I probably should. Because I think that's probably myself. a no brainer that Christchurch, Deshaun Reader, and that quarterback have had phenomenal years. But there again, you know, I think the weather, Mother Nature's going to play a big part of this. And uh, that might be a kind of an equalizer to a point for a passing team. Yeah. 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 Well, Reader, by far, he's probably to me the best rusher in the state. And that's why I say, I mean, they, they got a good chance of winning Christchurch. It was just the fact that yesterday on the news, the coaches is so cocky. He's like, oh, we beat them last year. Didn't we beat them two years ago? Well, got to beat them again, Coach. That's why I brought it up. I like White Knoll. I like White Knoll. Over Dutch. And I, I've already said Westside. I'm going to go upstate like you said. I'm not going to beat. Now, Somerville was in, I tell you right now, I'm putting my pen down. I'm going in the way, but I'm not going to be all upper state, but I, I am going to go all upper state this year. And I'm going to go with Daniel to beat Camden. I, I think I, it will, I too. Think right? that, I think that's going to happen. And uh, I, I agree with you. I want to go with Oceanside <laughs> over Gray. And I've already put my cat out. He better have his butt down at the game. If I don't see him on TV, he ain't getting back in later. You know, there's an so. interesting stat with all of these. I went through and I've looked at all the defensive stats. Um, every one of these teams is only allowing 18 points or less. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of them are, you know, 12, 10, 6 in, in that area. But, you know, Camden's probably got the highest at 18.5 points that they're allowing a game. Everybody else is lower than that. So, 
defenses win championships is a true statement. Dan, you, you would hit me with this because I know you're a defensive <laughs> guy. I like to say every Dag Blaine team score 100 in this thing just for talking. Now, Drew, Drew Marlowe, South Lawrence may do it. I'll be the one guy I think. I think Christchurch can put points up. But, yeah, and you look at it, I, I, I you know, attribute a lot of that to the regions you play in, too. Yeah. Because you were talking about Camden. I remember they played Harshall in a shootout. They played Lancaster in a shootout. I mean, that team has played, played 4A team. Yeah, yeah. I know Irma beat them. I mean, so, I mean, it's like week in, week out, they're going against like AJ Bland at Irma is unreal. And we know that. And we know the coach don't care what it is. You got to stop us. But I don't know. It should be a good weekend. I wish they were playing in a dome. Because it'd be a perfect it time, would. but for West Florence, Richardson is going to be the key MVP oh, for the West Side Rams. I agree. Going to tell you that, Sean right Richardson, no doubt. Hey, yep, it'll be the key factor. All right, we're in Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. Uh, we've got Bill Hensley, the stat guy for Greenwood High, joining us in here as well. He's a big Dutch Fork fan. I've noticed that since we've been talking here. <laughs> He's a Columbia guy. <laughs> um, uh, they got hot. That's, uh, but they got their quarterback in their run. Now they've we'll lost see. their quarterback in their running back, so what are they going to do? We'll see what happens uh, as they come back. I haven't had word if they're playing yet or not, so we'll see. Yeah, but uh, college guys, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Let's start with the football, and then we'll get into the basketball because I've got uh, I got Brown and and Brunell. I got uh, uh, Parrish as well, so we'll get into them and their thoughts on what happened this week, uh, uh, particularly with Clemson and beating Alabama in that regard. I'm thinking they're probably going to end up being ranked, uh, and then Notre Dame goes down to Carolina. So, um, be interesting to see if those two teams end up being ranked here at the end of the uh, of the weekend. Caroline, when you come some basketball people get here, send them back here because I got something for them too. <laughs> They've been wanting to run this man off for five or six years now. And they, you can play if you can compete in the ACC like Brownell has done over the years. You can coach anywhere, man. I'm just saying that's a huge win though. And, and Bill even tell you that's a huge win against an Alabama team because that's a pretty good basketball team. Yeah. So we'll dive into that, but first I want to get into the football because. Uh, Furman has a big game coming up this Saturday. It's at Furman um, as they go into the Division One football championships. Uh, remember, Furman had to buy. Uh, Chattanooga comes into town. Now, this is the second time. Uh, last time it was at Chattanooga. It was way right. up there. Um, and it was a big win for Furman, 17-14. But it was hard fought. And... Uh, Chattanooga, I mean, matches up really well uh, offensively and defensively against the Dens in this one. Uh, your thoughts, this is a 1 o'clock game on Saturday. Could be in a monsoon as well. I don't know um, who's going to play. I mean, I really uh, don't. I mean, you go back to Tyler Huff, who's played most of the year, and, I mean, the last two of their games, he's been just solid. And it's been Carson Jones that has been leading the way. Dominic Roberto not running the ball for some reason. I don't know what's going on. So maybe Clay is resting these dudes or whatever. We're trying to get them. But I'm telling you something. Furman's defense is as good as Chat's defense is. I was impressed more so, Stan, when Chattanooga played Alabama the other week. Well, it's been I, three weeks ago. Yeah. I, well, I think this is going to come down to the this one with the – Mother Nature being what she's going to be Saturday. I think this game is going to come down to home field advantage, and that's going to go to that's, – that's favoring Furman. Uh, I agree with you. I think the defenses are pretty much alike. I think the offense for Furman will be better than Chattanooga, especially at home. Defense travels pretty well. Offense usually don't travel that well. So, we're going to – I'm like you, Chattanooga – it's hard to beat the same team twice. It is. It is. <clears throat> but you played them at their place, and it was still – I mean, it was a three-point win at their place. So, 
it just means more now because it's you're into the playoffs. Yeah, it's winter, go home. Yeah, it's, it's so. Uh, I'm looking for my information real quick because I went to the man himself, uh, Dan Scott, here to see. Huff is playing, by the way. Tyler Huff will play. Yeah, so. Okay. Well, that's good news, then. Yeah. Well, and then, like I said, you got Carson Jones, who's kind of that backup guy. We're kind of dealing with a Grayson McCall, Jarrett Guest, Elsko, whatever, <laughs> Evan Elsko, whatever his name is. They're kind of – that's what you're dealing with here. So, But it's always good to have the kids that, when they can get their starting players back for the game. And, I mean, that's really beneficial for Furman now, and that defense is going to play well. And both these teams ranked in the top 25 uh, in the uh, uh, championship series. Furman is sixth, whereas Chattanooga, the Mocs, are 19. And remember, Chattanooga, that linebacker got hurt in the Alabama game, and I haven't heard anything back from him if he's able to play or not. But it was a pretty serious injury on a tackle. All right. Should be fun. We'll follow yep. along and keep updated on what's going on there. Um, uh, you look at uh, the bowl games, guys. Uh, what's coming up uh, this week with the championship, uh, conference championships in, in that regard, uh, has a lot to do with what's going to happen with the bowl games in this one. There's a lot of fun outcomes that can come Willie, out. Willie, listen now. <laughs> Stan, I'm going to let you lead the way, babe. What's it going to be this weekend? It's going to be chaos. Yes, sir. <laughs> Go ahead and hit the button. Tom I've been waiting Carroll. on that. Every one yeah. of them, Tom Carroll. Boom, 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 boom. He called when he called me back. He said it's going to be chaotic. I said, man, you definitely got to be on there today because when he says chaotic, you know what I mean. I know. We take an mean. underdog in every game. Every game. Every game. Alabama, Georgia. Because I want to see, like you said, go ahead and tell them what you want to see. All right. I, you know, <laughs> we got the, – the, when I was waiting to see what the rankings were going to be when they came out Tuesday night. Four-team playoff, four teams undefeated. All four teams playing in their conference championship games. All right, let's let the chaos begin. We start at number one, Georgia playing Alabama. That a one-loss Alabama. Saturday at 4 o'clock on CBS. Number one Georgia, versus number eight. Georgia, two-time defending national champion. On a 30-game win streak, Alabama is just being Alabama this year and winning ball games. Nobody's been able to stop Alabama all year. That's for Texas Gary did a pretty good job of it, I thought, because they won. Well, <laughs> first that, game was, that was back in week two. <laughs> it was Alabama hadn't even decided on <laughs> Alabama hadn't even decided on who their quarterback was. That took three games. Once, once they once they decided on their quarterback, nobody's been able to defend Milrow. Okay, so if we give Alabama that win, all right, you go to Michigan. Michigan's playing Iowa. Okay, normally you would say Michigan in a blowout, but. This Iowa team can play defense. They they have no <laughs> offense, and this could be a three nothing ball game in favor of Iowa. And we can get our buddy from down there in North Augusta to kick the field. Goal. Right, this was a forty-two to like seven game in the regular season. Yeah, but <laughs> I got ten six tomorrow. I will go ten. I'm gonna agree with him. I think well, I we're going we're going chaos. All right, and then you look at uh, who that Iowa Michigan one? game. By the way, eight o'clock Saturday night. And then we go to uh, Florida State, Louisville. We know Travis is out for Florida State. This game's going to be played in Charlotte. Louisville can score points. I'm looking for Louisville to beat Florida State. And then you get into the big one. The Oregon Ducks. And Chris is in his duck gear from head to toe today. By the way, this game is tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. 
That's going to be the fun one, yeah. That's the fun one. Playing the Huskies of Washington. And I think it's up there. I think it's up there. I think it's at at Washington Washington, again. It's in Las Vegas. Oh, my. Okay. (laughs) Allegiant Stadium. I lost first bet. (laughs) So now you got the Ducks going up against the Dogs, and I, I think Oregon has the better defense. Both of these teams can light up points. I don't know. Maybe you can look it up, find out what the over under on this game. It's liable to be a hundred. That's right here. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be way on in the atmosphere. Somewhere. Both of these teams can score, but I think it's only nine and a half. I mean, uh, no, it's you know, it's just a. It says sixty five and a half. I like that one. Sixty five and a half. And you also get a chance in this game to see two of the top Heisman guys going head to head head to head with Nixon Penix Jr. So that's solid. Now you gonna hit me another game here, man. I'm gonna give you the guaranteed shot. I still think Oregon's <laughs> going to win that one. And then we drop down there to that OK State and Texas game. And Meantime I, Saturday. I think Oklahoma State's got a chance to win. Nobody's given Oklahoma State a chance to win this game. But the fighting Gundys are going to come out and smack Texas in the mouth. That man said Mike Gundy is a man. You got a problem coming to me. but yeah. And that's what it's going to be. Not hard to find. Hey, and how cool was it that, that um, Sarkeesian's mad? Because Gundy got coach of the year. He said the only reason they got it because they're leaving the conference. So, I mean, this is another one of those deals where Sarkeesian is just like way out of the Christmas box, and you just need to find some tape, duct tape, if you want him to put it on him. But I agree with you. I think this team with Bowman at quarterback, he's really coming on over. Ollie Gordon's the key to this game. He's got almost 2,000 rushes by himself as a running back and 20 touchdowns. I don't see anybody from Texas other than – I mean, we don't know who's going to really play quarterback. Is it going to be Ewers? Is it going to be yeah. Arch Manning, which is I still don't get that. Jonathan Brooks got hurt, legal play, but he's out of the game. So, other than Quinn Ewers, who's going to run the ball for you? I mean, this is the game. If they win, it's got to be defensive. And I think the better team is Oklahoma State and Mike Gunny. So, I agree with you there. And then the chaos <laughs> will begin because we want to hear what the committee's going to say. Who do you put in? Do you put in a one-loss Georgia team? Do you put in a one-loss Alabama team that just beat the two-time defending champion with the 30-game win streak? Do you put in a one-loss Oregon team who just won the, their their conference? Do you put a Louisville team that has two losses <laughs> and an ACC championship in over a one-loss Ohio State? Well, I mean, for the a- for the ACC, if Louisville ends up losing this game, they're out. They're done. Yeah, they're I mean, gone. Being the number four yeah, spot, they're yeah, done. They're gone. Um, uh, whereas, you know, for, for Florida State uh, to lose this one, that would be that would be huge for them. Yeah, they gone so if they lose. If they win, they're in. In, in no doubt. They're, they're you know be an undefeated team and they'll be in. But and I don't I don't forgot how the bracket shake out, but and it's going to depend on where you. The put big them, question but, though with Alabama being eighth, are those seven, six, and five? Are they going to be? I mean, yeah, if they some, beat Georgia, is it going to be enough for them to move into the top four? I don't think it will. A Georgia team that's a two two time defending national champion on a thirty game win streak, yep. and they just got beat in a cha- and. One of the parameters or guidelines that the committee uses is conference champions. Yep. So, but if you've they got it, to move them up, Ohio State is not going to be a conference champion. Yeah, if, but if, they're not playing, and that's the key. That, if that, if they that. beat Georgia, are they good enough to go up four spots 
to get into the playoffs. I don't think they I, are. I think they'll do it. Because Georgia would fall from one to four at most. So, you know, I, don't, I just don't think Alabama gets in. So, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's there's a lot to you know, right, Oregon gets in if they win, I think, because uh, if Florida State well, loses, then Oregon sorry takes for that the Pac-12 spot. Because this is the last year, so they're gonna put somebody. So in. good this year, the Pac-12 has been so good this year. Well, that's what everybody says, so. but Southern Cal fell off the radar. Utah's falling off the radar. You know, Oregon State's got a couple of losses. Hey, bodacious. You know, really, the only <laughs> the only two that's really standing out now are Oregon and Washington mm-hmm. and which rightfully so a one loss team and a no loss team and uh, alright well, we're going for the no losses to lose here right yep so Washington loses Oregon <laughs> yep. wins there's your yep. chaos uh, the winner of that game for sure gets it. Willie Seal says negative. He, he's a husky. I'm a yeah. duck. It's all good. I got my Crocs on in here. but all right. um, It should be fun, though, man, because like I said. The big one's going to be what do you do with the winner of the Texas-Oklahoma State game? That's 18 versus 7. Yeah. I, I mean, don't think either of them both, get in. They're both, you know, one-loss teams. I mean, but one of them's going to be a conference champion. That's where you want it. That's what you're looking uh, that's for. Why, that's what I'm that's looking for. That's what you want to have happen because. I'm wanting that committee to make a decision and then try to explain that decision. Because I've never <laughs> agreed with the top eight teams they always put that number with, with who they got where, because where are you basing it on? I can get you basing Georgia number one. That's fine. But yeah. I don't, like I said, if, if they were to lose to Alabama, to me, I don't care where they've been. Can I do it one time? Yeah. To hell with Georgia. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I didn't get to do it this year. I kind of stay calm, but uh, Greg had me coming here with me. I thought Greg earlier would come in here, but it's one of those things, though, Tom, that sooner or later, especially when you get more teams, it's even going to be more chaos. And so this is going to be a really good year to see if they know what they're doing with the numbers for one by the seed that they give these teams because I'm like you. If a Louisville beats a Florida State that doesn't have their starting quarterback, they can't be penalized because they beat a team that doesn't have their starting quarterback. Injuries happen right. in football. And, that's, and you can't keep a Florida State at a rank because they're going to be gone if they lose anyway. But somebody's got to move into that spot yeah, or move down to that spot. And you can't just keep it open because they were a poor seed or whatever. And do you take – do you put somebody like Ohio State that just lost their last regular season game to a Michigan – That makes sense. – over an Alabama team that beats a Georgia team in, their, in the SEC championship when they lost back at the second game of the season. That's why it's chaos. And then you right. play the season that Alabama has played. So we, when you look at it, though, we know that Georgia's pretty much in win or lose well, in this we one. We know like that Michigan is probably in win or lose on this I, one. They may fall the fifth, but doubtful um, in that regard. So at least the third by fourth Iowa, spot. They, they may drop out if they get beat by <laughs> Iowa. It won't be Drew Stevens because he's not going to probably kick right. again a while. But yeah. Now, there, are, there are some other conference championships. Uh, conference USA, New Mexico State, who took it to Auburn a couple Ooh. weeks ago. They're going to be at number 24, Liberty, taking on Jamie and his company uh, up there as well, 7 o'clock. That game will be in Lynchburg, Virginia at Williams Stadium. Um, you've also got uh, Miami of Ohio taking on Toledo in Detroit at Ford Field. That's the uh, MAC championship uh, going on there. Boise State, again, another championship yeah, for the sure. Mountain West. Yeah. Uh, they take on UNLV. This is going to be down at Allegiant Stadium as well. So um, Give me the other one. I'm waiting on the big <laughs> one. You missed one of them because we've talked about this team all, right. all year. Yep. American Championship game, SMU at number 22, Tulane. Uh, that's going on 4 o'clock. That'll be in New Orleans. 
Um, and then App State at Troy in the Sun Belt Championship, 4 mm. o'clock. That'll be at Veterans Memorial in Troy, Alabama. Dang, I thought we had it this year. <laughs> <laughs> Troy, South Carolina. I'm telling you, that, that SMU-Tulane game is going to be really good. And, and I'm telling you, if you're an ACC person, you might want to watch this this uh, SMU team. Because defensively, this is your team. Mackenzie Hughes, Mike Pratt, offense for, for Tulane is going to go have another really good game. But this is, what, 8-0 and 8-0 playing each other. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, both of them have a non-conference loss. I mean, no, excuse me. Yeah, they both have non-conference. Tulane lost the other week. So, this should be a really fun game offensively, but if SMU probably wins it because of defense. Well, it'll be a 4 o'clock game on ABC, so everybody will get a chance. All of these games, as a matter of fact, will be on ESPN or one of the three-letter networks uh, <laughs> to go along with it. Uh, with the exception of um, New Mexico State at Liberty, that's on CBSSN. Um, not sure where that's at, but uh, you can do your local listing search and find Willie out. can tell you because I guess I'll be probably tired. Because that's a game I am going to look for because, like I said, and that may be thrown on like a My 40 since it's going to be so late. In the day on Saturday, but like I said, these are, this is probably one of the better years I can remember. And you know, just coming up the road talking to Stan, I'm, I you know I agree with him a lot of times. I don't think you know what you did last year. That don't mean crap to me this year. I, I hate to say that to Georgia fans, but you had to come way back when it was Alabama that was the Alabama that they used to talk about, and Georgia had to earn their way to that top spot, and they did. But you just can't continue to give it to them because they they're undefeated, 38 game winning streak. Uh, they lost the 39th quarterback in the whole in the in the depth chart and and like i said this they're a really good football team so i really i expect Alabama to win i really do people think i'm crazy but i think alabama will win this game All right. do you give georgia the home field advantage if you're vegas do you give georgia the home field advantage you have to because with it it's being, being played close. in atlanta alabama's gonna even travel. though you know alabama's gonna go and buy every seat they can get Probably already got. Them. I hope they got Do they it. Open because... up the top loop and yeah. then. Oh yeah. yeah. Unless, well, that's, yeah. unless it's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not opening up top, but the, usually they don't. So they don't open up that oh, top like the circle. Top, yeah. Yeah. Of I think seating. you do. They just open up the the bottom part. I think the they're gonna have to. <laughs> uh, I think they're gonna have to because I'm just like, to get the Georgia fans look, in because Alabama bought every ticket they could buy. Last but it's year. not only that though, Tom. It's just like you've been to ACC if you haven't played it before. I've been to an SEC championship when we didn't even snip it. I mean, you're gonna have people like Auburn. They're gonna go to pull for Georgia, and you're going to have every team in the SEC that's probably going to send a good little crowd. Imagine there be some Gamecocks there wearing this yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, just because they're in that conference. And, I mean, kind of like we're in regions and stuff. So, I think that you're going to probably have to – it'll probably set the record that that building's had, what, just three years being open? Four years? Yeah, however long it is, yeah. Mercedes, whatever it is. There's so many Mercedes bowls now. I know one's in New Orleans, one's in Atlanta. So, but it's a good week of football, man, <laughs> yeah. and I hate to see it go. Like I said, man, I got tears in my eyes, but it, it's got to go. We got to pick up, ready, get ready for basketball, and move on to March Madness. We still got a game to talk about after this week. <laughs> well, we got a, well, well, a bunch the of games. Army's going to beat Navy. <laughs> I knew that would get Willie. <laughs> you know, in all honesty, I've been pretty impressed with what I've seen out of both of those schools. They're throwing the ball a little bit. Yeah. I can't remember the last time Army had a quarterback that threw the ball. And it's only been a couple of years for, for Navy. But, man, that, that's what is that? The, that's not the well, Armed Forces Bowl. Talk- what do you call that one? It's the got commander in chief that's uh, it. trophy that's yeah, it. award bowl, yeah. So, and whatever happened to Air Force? They lost two games and then they just went bye bye? I guess. Man. 
That's what one game will lose. I'm yeah, telling you. They didn't win their conference. So. That's what one game does to yeah. you, Tom Carroll. It'll get so. you. It'll get you. Uh, side note, uh, Dabo Sweeney has gone ahead and released two assistants as well. Uh, Leminski Hall, who was a defensive assistant, <laughs> is no longer there. He has uh, parted ways. And Thomas Austin, who was the uh, offensive line coach, uh, is no longer there as well. So a new offensive line coach for the Tigers is going to be coming in um, in that regard. So that's what I've got uh, as far as football goes as of right now. Willie, come here for a minute. I can't read your writing. I know that you're saying that Jeter's probably rumored to go to Portal. Who is this? Tree. Tree who? Uh, that's his nickname. Oh, Tree. <laughs> I just don't know. He put it on there. I was like, who? Tree? I was thinking of our lineman maybe, but Jeter could hurt us because, I mean, like I said, that guy's got a good leg. He's consistent. Um, and to my knowledge, we're not recruiting another kicker right now, well, but we'll I, see. Like I, the, the Portal stuff, I'm not even worried about till, till December after, 3rd. Till, till December 3rd when the when they'll actually be signing. Uh, we're we're going to see a lot of these kids are, are, are we'll be back at the same schools they are right now this time next year. I see what I'm going to put on him because I can't find it, and he will be to find the one guy. Bill, there's one guy that's entered the portal out of 392 that has already withdrawn, but I can't find his name. It's not on any of the sites that's being withdrawn. So mm. that's, Will, that's Willie's assignment from Monday. All right. Right. And we're glad to see Willie's recovering. Uh, he might be with us Monday night, and he's going to take him a little break, get rest up, get ready for the holidays. Uh, glad everything went well for you yesterday, brother. And uh, so, like I said, maybe have him for a couple of days on podcast. He might take my place. We'll take a break. All right. So, well, let's talk a little bit about the, the round ball as there the oval go. ball is uh, getting ready to wind down here. It was the M&M show for the Gamecocks as they went in the SEC versus ACC championship. And uh, Mechie Johnson, along with B.J. Mack, combined for 46 points uh, in order to beat uh, Notre Dame, 65 to 53. And anytime you can beat the Irish is a good day, right? Great day. Like I said, Lamont's got a I, – I, I've always liked him in just his second year. His scheme's great, man. I but we talked about it last year. Michi Johnson likes to throw it up, man. And you got to be 30, 40, 35, 40% from that three-point line. So far, he's that so far this year. And we're finally getting production from, from B.J. Mack, who came back from Spartanburg. So uh, those two together, combined together, are going to be a really good basketball team. And like I told you last year, it wasn't a team game last year. It was about one man. Mm-hmm. And we don't have that this year. So I think all of those distractions, so to speak, is going to do well for us. You know, we are undefeated, but we've yet to play. George Washington's probably going to be our best game, and they're coming up. Is that Monday that they play George Washington? Um, uh, William and Mary, they William, play Monday yeah. night. Is it William and Mary? Okay. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking it was well, George Washington. That, I know we're going to get to Clemson, but with this Tuesday night, how lucky were we that we live in the state of South Carolina and we got two Power <laughs> Five schools, one in ACC, one in the SEC, both of them undefeated. One of them plays at 7 o'clock, so we get to see Carolina beat up on Notre Dame, and immediately after that you flip over, and there's Alabama and Clemson playing, and we get to watch that game. Now, if you could have just – those teams look so similar in in what they do. Both of them want to get the ball out, push the ball up the court. Both of them have that big man inside that – is just go beat, bang, and get his points. And both of them have got that guard that's just going to chunk on threes. Girardi and Michi, I mean, both of them just lighten it up. And then you go inside, and P.J. Hall had a great game. Now, P.J., the only question with P.J., he got into a little bit of foul trouble and had to come out late. Mm-hmm. I mean, he went back in, but still, um, 
But both these teams look so even body size. You're looking at their big guys are big guys, <laughs> not just tall, but they're big. You know, and both teams were playing physical, and both teams were playing defense after defense after defense to stop. And that's what it took for Clemson to beat Alabama, and that's what it took for Carolina to beat Notre Dame. And here in about another week to ten days, and I'm hoping that both of these teams stay undefeated till they meet at Little John, and we're going to see uh, one heck of a ball game. And <laughs> if the Clemson people don't fill up Little John, the Carolina people will. So I you think they want to trouble get with your that. tickets. Yeah. If you're so you're a Tiger, a so I'm not worried as much about foul trouble with PJ as I am in injuries, because lately the past couple of years he's depth seen, is going to be the issue for the Tigers. Yeah, yeah. and like I said, he's got to stay healthy. And I think that may be one of the reasons. I know he got in foul trouble, but I think that was better he did because he didn't have to spend a whole lot of amount of time on the floor. I mean, because I'm telling you, any little injury to that knee that he's had trouble with for what three years now, two years. That's going to be an issue for Clemson. They don't need to lose him because they have not found the other guy yet. He's there. Yeah, yeah the other guy. Uh, dang it. <laughs> I saw him playing the other night. Uh, I can't even remember the guy's name. But he, they got another big man that filled in for P.J. Yeah, Gerard had 16 points. Well, uh, he's four a guard. Pointers, yeah. Yeah, he's, Jay he's Williams. No, um, that's guard. a guard. guard. All right, hold on. Let me go to the stats section here. I could have done that. <laughs> I'm too busy. I've still got football. But both, both teams have. Uh, Shefflin. That's yeah, it. Yeah. There you go. There you go, yeah. Shefflin. Yeah. He kind of got a weird hairdo. Yeah, the nine yeah. points. Yeah. He ended up playing 30 he, minutes on the night. He's on the inside, and he's a big-bodied guy, too, that don't mind mixing it up a little bit. So, you got a little – it's not like you have been in the past where – if Hall went down, you didn't have anybody to put. Now you've got somebody that can come in. Might not be as explosive or the continuity you might lose a little, but uh, I think he played well the other night against the Alabama team. I'll say this to you, though. I thought he was going to allude to this, but he went on about talking about the two game teams in the state. But I think this is what makes ACCSC Challenge a necessity because it gives us a chance to play each other. And, like, last night I know Duke played – Duke lost to who last night, Bill? Arkansas. Arkansas. Muslim gets his 100 win. And North Carolina beat Tennessee. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, those are games you want to see. Yeah. You, you're tired of seeing, like, the old Dean Smith and going out and grabbing Lander and put 100 up on the board. You can't do that in these. You're, and the women are doing it tonight. They did last night. I'm sure they're going to do it again tonight. So, yeah. ain't no telling who Miss Butler's got in her range. But I know tonight is Dawn against North Carolina. I do know that game's tonight. Is that game tonight? I yeah. thought that was next Thursday. I think it's tonight. You look right, They'll look it up. And find so, it. anyway, but that's going to be a great game, too, because that's another coach that, that doesn't like Dawn very well. <laughs> and they, they better be careful because, like I said, I don't think they've scored in four games. I don't think they've scored near 100 yet being the Tar Heels, and mm-hmm. that's unusual for them. All right. Well, Brad Brunell, uh, his post-game interview uh, was very cryptic. You can you can see the smile in, in in hearing his voice and what was going on. Here's what he had to say after the big win against uh, number 18 Alabama. That was a terrific win. A really good basketball game. Both teams competed their tails off. Uh, I'm I'm just so proud of our guys. Uh, first true road game of the year against a quality first class opponent and. Uh, Game was kind of back and forth. We had a battle with some foul trouble, uh, but we just we just kind of kept kept swinging and uh, hung in there. We had some guys who 
Different guys play well at different part, uh, points of the game, and I thought that was really key. I thought our bench helped us. And, uh, you know, Alabama probably didn't have one of their better shooting nights, and so we were able to, to kind of get out of here with a great win. Questions? All right, so there you have his opening comments uh, in order there. And um, he did pull P.J. Hall. P.J. Uh, only played 21 minutes. Um, he ended up sitting most of that uh, – better part of that second half towards the end there uh, to go along with it. But that was the, the big question he got asked was mainly just to keep him out of foul trouble um, in that regard. And uh, he had played pretty much uh, unrested through that well, first half. And it was still a little bit, I think Clemson was up, what, 8, 10, something like that, when P.J. went out. Mm-hmm. And so the game was – and you still had five minutes left to go in the game, I think, right there at the end. Um Alabama gets hot, hits a couple of threes or something, and, you know, next thing you know, you may be looking at going to overtime against these guys, and you want P.J. on the court. There's no doubt. Uh, so, uh, Rondell made a good decision to take him out. Clemson was still able to hold on, win the ball game. You know, now P.J. did come back in after a few minutes on the bench, but uh, a good win for him, no doubt. You know, the, the thing in looking at the stats, too, as far as the, the personal fouls went, P.J. had four. Mm-hmm. Um, there was only one other player that ended up with more than one, and and that was had two fouls, and that was uh, Shefflin. But for the most part, everybody else had one to go along with all of that. You look at, at Alabama and, you know, three, four. I mean, they, they had foul trouble uh, early in that second half. But – what, do they do these the same way they do the football? Since they were playing at Alabama, they had ACC officials. I believe that's how it worked. And yeah. then, you know, like at Carolina, you would have had ACC officials at Yeah, they don't tell Carolina. me in the stat line here where the yeah. officials were. But. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know either. I'm just asking the question. Is anybody, I know when you play each other in football, if the home team, like this year Carolina was the home team, so – ACC officials came in and officiated the football game. Yeah, I don't. So I, I don't tell know you. if that's the same way during this. It generally, I think you're right. I think generally it is. Three games tonight on the women's side, ACC challenge, and I want you to look at the records when I talk about them. It is South Carolina in five and two North Carolina. Then you have Arkansas at number fifteen, FSU six and one five and one. So somebody's going to take another loss. The game we're going to watch being being Gamecocks and Donald Staley, five and one Virginia Tech. Ranked ninth in the country against number seven LSU with Angel Reese back on the team starting tonight. So those are three big women ladies basketball games that are in that challenge alone. And I think the men pick up the challenge again on Saturday or Sunday. So these challenges, they do mean a lot, man, because you're getting to see the top talent that there is. I'd love to be able to fly on the wall in Virginia Tech LSU. (laughs) What did you say North Carolina was ranked? They're 24th, but they're five and two. So they they okay. haven't played the teams yet that they need but, to get. You know, um, and they're small. And, they're not very and, big. Yeah, and we talked about it back. I think about the first week of the season. This Carolina team, they played five ball games, scored over hundred points in four of them, and they were playing the number ten, number thirteen team ranks. I mean, and still beating them by forty. So, and the one game they didn't score a hundred in, they beat the team by forty. So, of course, we don't even want to talk about the one where they, the other team didn't score but 19 points. I felt sorry for that team. <laughs> but, and a lot of know. people blamed us for that, too. But I, I You know, uh, 
what do you do? I mean, when you've got eight McDonald's All-Americans and you put your second, your third team on the floor and they're just running their offense and they're scoring points, the other guy, the other girls for the other team just, I mean, they were missing layups, <laughs> you know. So they were S- okay. SEC officials okay, in Alabama. So, okay. So probably well, that answers that. That was just a question I had. I yeah. didn't know, you know. But Tom, I'm nothing, wrong. Nothing either way. And they play it tonight. I, you remember my favorite place about Chapel Hill is Carmichael Auditorium, where Michael grew up playing and stuff. That's where they play in the game tonight, is that Carmichael where the ladies play. But they started out, they scored 102 against Gardner-Webb. So you got to think about the opponent first. Uh, Davidson. Hampton, Elon, Vermont, and he just lost the number to 16 Kansas State two games ago, which would have been Saturday, 56-63. They're just not scoring points. They're averaging like 50, I mean 63 a game, and yeah. that's not going to get it done against the state. And, and, and you, especially when you're looking at a Carolina team that is long, athletic. Av- I don't know what their average is. I mean, I, I, I mean, the lowest they scored was 78. And that was against a team that they still beat by 40. So, they play defense, too, is, is my point. They're playing defense. They're playing ranked teams, and they're putting yeah. those numbers up. Yeah. Like, Notre Dame, first game was in Paris, of all yeah. places, 171. Yeah. Okay, so here's 100. Maryland was number 14. That was 114. That's 107 if you divide it to you. Clemson was 109. Still going to be around that 102 now. And then Mississippi, uh, South Dakota was after the um, – Touchdown club. That was right. the one with 78-38. That yeah. was our lowest output. Yeah. And that was against a really good South Dakota yeah. team. Yeah. So, Willie, he's writing notes to somebody. <laughs> but then, like I said, Mississippi Valley State, who was we the one of one nineteen game. Yeah. And, and I like what Don said. Don said, well, I can't ask my girls out there and just turn it over. She said, they did it, but I really didn't want them to. She yeah. said, because they need to get experience like everybody else and run the offense we run. And, I mean, that's all you can ask of a coach. And, and this was a game, too. A lot of people say, well, why did South Carolina play Mississippi Valley State? Well, look at the coach from Mississippi Valley State. A South Carolina native, mm-hmm. grew up in Hartsville, played down there. You know, she's getting to come home. She's bringing her – and this is only her second year there at the other college, I think, where she was at, somewhere up in Tennessee, a Division two school. She took them to the playoffs last year, I mean, or two years ago before she got this job. So she has to step up for her. She's rebuilding the program. Uh, and it's just the, the South Carolina women's team is just on a different level from everybody else. That's a good way to put it. I'm yeah. looking for Georgia because I know that's going to be a game. Yeah. <laughs> that could draw blood in that game because – that's one of her former assistants, and she says she didn't learn how to coach like that from me, and that made the other lady mad. <laughs> that was the one where, like I said, Georgia and that coach went after Caitlin Clark. So I'm, look, I'm not a big Caitlin Clark fan either. I mean, she is very snotty, snooty, however you want to say it, boasting out, flexing, and all that. And I think when she plays Carolina, she'll tone it down. But when you play a team like Georgia and you're beating the brakes off of them, that's what that coach is going to do. So you better be ready because she's going to send a, a, a player in with a cheap shot. Unfortunately, and that's what Don was saying. She said she was she was an assistant coach of mine, but she didn't learn the principles that I that I put out there because that's not one of the principles that I allow on my coaching staff. And she said she picked that up from somebody else. So, and and that's one that you got to wait for the University of Georgia to say enough's enough, relax. And so, now, I will ask a question. I just want a question for Don. Is that one of your ex girlfriends? <laughs> Maybe this on that staff. I mean, that might be a question uh-huh. to ask her. And they had a bad breakup, but anyway, well, that was one thing that did surprise me. The uh, I saw the other day the brachiology, the mm-hmm. first. Hey, hey, we're not even 
two weeks into the season, the bracketology is already out. Of course, Carolina was the number one seed. Iowa was the number one seed, and they were on the same side. So uh, they would play each other in the semifinals again, just like last year, if both teams make it. Now, this was preliminary. we still early. All right, we'll find out. Um, and well, Chris, he's got your stats. Right he's here. got what stats? If he wants Which to ones? just here's offense, the offense scores 100 points a game. 100 points a game on average. Yeah, giving up 48. That's pretty good. That's butt whoopings. That's that's <laughs> what that is. <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's that's, just, that's the way you look at it, though, man. You can't do any less than you can do. I mean, I, we could say that just turn over time you get the ball, or just take a five second every time. And but you got to let the other team earn it. If they don't earn it, then you get beat. 100 to whatever, yep. two or whatever. But you're going to see right. that. It's not just Carolina this year. Iowa's done it. Maryland did it the other yeah, day. Yeah, but, but, but Iowa's doing it with Caitlin Clark. Right. She, I mean, It's a one-person show. Yeah, it's yeah. a one-person show. And if she don't get the ball, she gets mad about it. She don't play defense, and she don't like anybody playing defense against her. <laughs> and the coach don't like it either. Yeah. All so. right. Well, uh, Amanda Butler has gone back to her Amanda Butler ways. Chris, I'm just going to tell you I, that I right now. It's too soon for that. It's five and three. Well, okay, they have beaten Winthrop. They have <laughs> beaten Charleston Southern. They have beaten Mercer. They have beaten Longwood. They <laughs> have beaten um, uh, Arkansas Bluff. Okay, those are their five wins. That's Pine Bluff, well, by the yeah. way. Well, now, that's... these are none of the Power Five schools. Now, the Power Five schools are all losses. Carolina was a butt whooping 109 to 40. They end up losing to number 25 Mississippi State, 78 to 81. That one was a little closer. And then uh, they end up uh, probably losing, uh, um, oh, they lost to Tulsa, I should say, 74 64. That was on the road at Tulsa. But they got another one coming up tonight against Auburn at Auburn, and I guarantee you that's another loss. No, I'm going to I'm taking Tiger right now. Well, well I, I will. <laughs> You're quick, man. You're quick. I thought I could throw it out there. I, I, I will say I like what Amanda Butler's doing as far as on, on the recruiting side. I think she's got, what, two uh, two McDonald's All-Americans now, and I think she just signed a four-star. Uh, so she's trying to get some talent in there, but her talent level is still way down. She's kind of like where Bronnell was three years ago. That's fair. You know, and now Bronnell's got him some players in there. And they're learning his system. Now, the, the next thing for Brownell is, can he get over that hump? This is a Clemson men's team that has never won ACC. Regular season or tournament. Can he get? He finished third last year. So, hopefully this year he can take that next step and at least get into the that final two and be – competitive. I mean, the the t- big four in the ACC and Clemson's not in that four yet. Not yet. <laughs> you know, they've got to get to where they're knocking off the Wake Forest and all to get to play in the top two, which are going to be Duke and North Carolina. I think the win over Alabama would have been a top two. I think because I think Alabama's as good as Duke and North Carolina this year. But it's like what you alluded to. It's early in the season. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll give them the win at Alabama. That's a huge win for them and can take them a long ways. But the end of January, when they when they're playing, going through the ACC schedule, and, and much like South Carolina, can Michi Johnson hit twenty eight points in the end of January? 
He hadn't been doing is, it, but he's T.J. Hall still going to be able to run up and down the court in January? Can uh, Girardi keep throwing up his threes? You know, are your arms getting tired? Are you getting – they're kind of untested at, at staying at that level. And that's what it's going to be interesting to see. If both of these teams can stay at the level they are come end of the year. Now – Clemson's going on this. Um, we got sh- sidelined by the NCAA last year. We were an NCAA tournament team, and they didn't put us in. Well, it was because of who you didn't, who you non-conference opponent opponents were. But you still made the NIT. You had a home game in the NIT, and you got blown out by nobody. So, do you really deserve to be in the NCAA last year? Now, coming this year, did you improve your nine? You know, you are you still like Amanda Butler, like you're saying? She's beating the little sisters of the poor. But when it comes to the big boys, can she beat them and beat them consistently? And this is Brownell. This is going to be Brownell's thing this year. Can you beat them and can you beat them? Night after night after night after night. You know, last now, year they did a pretty good job of that, and they had job. a good yeah, run, run in the ACC tournament to go along with that to be even considered yeah. for that. Yeah. So that, that's that got to go well for the experience, experience. with the players, yep. for the coaching staff, I think, as well. But they still uh, to got to get there. over that hump and get past that number three. Well, and it's, 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 a, it's, it's a year at a time. It's, it's a year at a time. It's and, there. And it's, I think and the recruits are going to start seeing, okay, well, Clemson's now, this will be the second year in a row if they yeah. do well. Yeah. It'll be the second year in a row that they've done well. They're not and maybe, just a football school yeah. anymore. Maybe they do play a little yeah. basketball and baseball out there. I want you to know something really quick. I, I am a new advocate for Amanda Butler. We've talked a good bitch. I tell her, I've told her what to do. This is what you do. You haven't convinced me with Amanda Butler. She is going to go to Carolina, <laughs> and every time Raven Johnson or one of them decide they're not getting any playing time and they want to leave, if you're Amanda Butler, you pick that player up and you say, listen, you, you like South Carolina? And she, oh, I love the Columbia area. Well, we're going to take you up toward the mountains. You're going to breathe the same air, but you just won't be in that garnet and black. You'll be in that orange. When you start doing that, and you go in, because we see it every year, Stan. Every year we see five or six girls off this Carolina team that lead. Uh-uh. No. We do. Uh, no, you don't. We lost four this year. Four to three of them to the NBA and one. But we're still, but we've lost other players, is what I'm saying. Yeah. We've got three and four girls that we were expecting to play this year that aren't on this team this year. Who are they? The girl, the Tennessee know. girl. Bill, do you know who they are real quick? Because Bill, I mean, he, I mean, here's the thing. We lose three players every year to somebody. If you're a man about go get those three, and that's how you help build your team. The one girl's name's Mitchell. I do know that. And she's gone to Tennessee. And she was a forward. But, she, again, she wasn't getting any play in time. And with the class we recruited this year, they see the writing on the wall. You're not always going to come in as a, a top-tier five-star at Carolina and play that first year you're going to play. And we lose those players. And we've lost them for three years now. Luckily, we've had Boston and the rest of the big stars that have stayed. But they push these other girls out because it's not getting any play in time. You can't pick the best of the best year in, year out. But your history determines who you are, in my opinion. 17 and- years at Florida – same thing happened every single year. Mm-hmm. She's been at Tiger Town for five years. But I'm just telling you how we're going to do it now. <laughs> it's a new thing. It's we now. It's not her. It's me. Well, and and then, if I don't do my job, I'm fired. So but, this, but, <laughs> but this is what Dawn Staley yeah. does to keep her players in there. Before the season, before practices even start. See Clemson number right brings, We're in trouble. <laughs> brings all the players in and all the parents and tells them straight up, I don't care who you are, nobody's a starter right now. 
you earn your playing time in practice, and you'll play. I agree with if the statement. You get out Stan, and work but... hard, and look at this year. How many people? I mean, she's had ten players playing every game. Had one night where they had what seven players scoring double figures. I mean, if you're willing to put the work in in practice, you're gonna get on the court. Now, well, that's how it should be. Yeah. Now you've that's got a be. full Wiley who, for the first time in. <laughs> Everett Dawn State is calling a generational player. I mean, you don't you look at who she's had on that team. Look, I mean, she coached Asia Wilson. I mean, Wilson's been in the pros for a while now, and it seems like every year you turn around and she's the MVP of the, of the WNBA. Mm-hmm. And now, and she didn't say that about Asia Wilson. She didn't say it about Aaliyah Boston or any of these other ones. She's saying it about this freshman that she's got right now. I'm trying well, to. I'm just. I'm just saying. Amanda Butler gets out coached, game in and game out. Um, but it, when get, it comes to the Power Five X's, conferences, do you think just the X's and O's, or do you think she's getting out recruited? Seventeen years at Florida, you would think you got some pretty good ball players that are coming down there to play I, for you. I, I would think you would have. And a you chance and to get them. the. This, I think she. When I looked at the stats, she had seven or eight years where she actually was ranked. Now in the top twenty-five. Right. Now we're talking twenty to twenty-five. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that were actually ranked at that time, but she didn't stay there long. I mean, but the following you, year, the same thing got, would happen. You've got to look at who she was playing though. Back then, Tennessee was the team mm-hmm. as far as women's coaches go. I mean, she's in the SEC. She's in the East. She's having to play Tennessee every year. She's having to play South Carolina every year. And and like you say, now it's the same thing now. She goes into Carolina, she's getting her butt handed to her. If she get, went to play Tennessee, she'd get her butt handed to her. But she's, she's playing power, you know, but, SEC teams that aren't even ranked and, and losing look, by 10 points. Ten. I mean. All right, I'm going to throw – this is for Clemson Terry, by the way. Who are you going to replace her with? That's already – Patterson down at Coastal Carolina. Say, We're going to need to get him at Carolina. They, they had the chance to get him, and they didn't get him. Uh, that, that's true now. That was the case. <laughs> The the three are staying. You'll remember Talasia Ty, Cooper. She went to Tennessee last year as a freshman. Uh, the second one is uh, Sonia Rivers, who went to NC State. And the other one is uh, Glenn. Nicole something Glenn. And she's just in the portal right now. So, yeah. But you're going to lose players like that. But what I'm saying is pick those players, the one that decide, you know what, I'm not going to get to play at Carolina. Have a bus ready for them. But look at where those players went. One goes to right. Tennessee. Would you rather go and play at Tennessee or would you rather go and play in Clemson? I don't know. Would you rather go and play at NC State, who's one of the hottest teams in the women's They were really right good last now. night. That was a good game. You know, so. or would you rather go to Clemson? <laughs> I mean, uh, See, they, making my point for going, me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I agree we're with you. We're just a man. I, but I, is it, does this go to the point? You know, we said this about Elko at Duke when we were talking about him taking the Texas A&M job. At Duke, Elko as the head coach, you win seven, eight ball games a year. You got job security. People are patting you on the back. They happy you there. Is that the same situation with Amanda Butler at Clemson? You know, how many people are they putting in the stands at Clemson for a women's basketball game? You know, 
And I'm not saying a Carolina-Clemson game because we know that's a big rivalry and it'll be a, mm -hmm. a good number. But when you just get a, a regular team coming in, are you even putting 2,000 in the stands? And that should tell the Clemson athletic director sitting over there when the only thing he's got to do is look an hour and a half down the road and see 10,000 people going into a South Carolina-Mississippi Valley State game. Wait a minute. Something needs to change. All right. We're running short on time yeah. here, and I do want to get to the Lander uh, basketball because both these teams have been doing really, really well. Oh, yeah. Um, the men's squad right now is 5-2. and two. Uh, They came up with a big win over Mars – or the ladies, I saw – Sorry, I'm going to go ladies first. Uh, the Bearcats, 5-2. and two. They beat uh, Mars Hill 61-42 uh, uh, earlier this week. Well, last night, as a matter of fact, uh, to go along with it. This is a huge win for them, a big momentum getter. Um, and Mars Hill, they held Mars Hill to just 15% shooting from behind the arc, which is uh, huge. another the girls that game. defense uh, continues yep. to march on. So um, you learn from there. But uh, you look at Wakira Johnson-Kelly uh, led the way, had 15 points. Six rebounds to go along with it. Uh, Tyar Gordon, uh, who is one of the big names and was the uh, Peach Belt Player of the Week on Monday, added 13 to go of her own. But both of those girls, um, you know, three steals uh, on the defensive end to go along with that. So you know, those those stat lines continue to to, to continue to yeah. get better. I think for the uh, Lander Bearcat ladies and and. This is one where when Coach Patterson ended up leaving, what was going to happen? And you had to bring in a whole new style of offensive play and defensive play to go along with it. And I think they've got it now. They did. I mean, it takes time. I mean, you don't you don't lose a Kevin Patterson and this go the next year you win it. You just don't well, do it. And he took a couple of players with him too. We yeah. can't forget that a couple of the, the better players on the team that uh, that knew his system. So. And I don't fall in because they went to the beach. I don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> so. But they should have been – he he should have been the coach that was up there in Tiger Town. I, I guess I didn't follow it that way. Was that even a thought process, Tom, that he would go to maybe to a bigger, another school other than Coastal, or was it always Coastal from day one? Well, he wanted to go – he wants the Clemson he job. Wanted he Clemson wanted it. Job. He yeah. wanted it, but Clemson did not want him for whatever reason. That's the reason that AD ain't dare no more than that noodle young boy is. Got, he he yeah. would have said it right away. He said, listen now. here, Butler, you're out of here. <laughs> I'll pack your bags for you. But, so that, that's the reason that athletic director is as young as he is now because they got rid of the older one that wouldn't do nothing. So, Coach Butler, we got the new guy now that we're going we gonna to work on this thing. All right. I'm looking here. Um, defensive player for the ladies, Alicia Burgos, ended up with two blocks, uh, three steals to go along with it, had seven points on the night, ended up playing 25 minutes, but was the uh, defensive player uh, of the game, in my opinion. She, what, shot three of five. So she doesn't shoot a lot, but she's on there basically to stop those point guards. That's your girl. That's your girl. That's my, that's my new Sarah Cruz. That's your new Sarah Cruz. <laughs> That defense first, and then you know what? I'll get the scraps. I'll pick the scraps up. <laughs> All right. The guys, uh, they went on the road, ended up knocking off a very good Wingard, or Wingate team, 79-72 uh, on Wednesday night. They trailed 5-3, but that was the last time that they trailed when Torrin Andrews basically took a one-point lead on the very next shot. But, uh, you know, th this is another one of those where Coach Omar is, is just continues to tell these guys and willing them. They're learning how to win. And I think they got it last year is, okay, we need to finish games, and this was one of those. 
I think that's huge. Yeah, that gets you. That definitely gets you ready when that when that peach belt starts. Totally, really starts in the play. I mean, and it's a guy, a group of guys that we already know. So there, there's a couple of new breeds on that team, but it's usually that same little deal with Cooper and. Well, you got Tommy Moore, Dominic Tommy Moore. Stafford. Uh, those had 16 and 14 points each. You got Noah Dunn, who had 18 to go along with that. Uh, Nigel Colvin ended up with 15. You got four guys in double figures. Double figures, yeah. And, and that, means, that means you're sharing the ball. That means it's a team effort. So everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. Omar is the key to that team, though, man. We, you know, he started really slow, but we knew he could coach. I remember your interview with him, and I mean, I was ready to run through that the other room in there through the window with Austin, and I was so excited to hear his style of play. Noah Dunn's going to be the key to that team again this year. I just, he's he's ready to play ball. Be fun. Turnovers again, a, a little bit of a trouble, uh, troublesome. They had twelve, but Wingate had fifteen to go along with it. But points off of turnovers is where they really capitalize, and that's where they, that's where they're going to do. That's his style. I remember him telling you that. What was the school you used to be at? Something in Nebraska, or something Lincoln Memorial. Memorial, which has always been dominant in their they're that division the too. Best, but they'll be in the top five. So I'm telling you, look for Lander to improve. And like I said, we won't forget Erskine because they got a new coach and they're already starting things on a on a different note. So, all right, um, that'll do it for us. Another fun one in the books. So, chaotic <laughs> Saturday. Y'all turn into my forty. Stan and Chris's chaos. Just week, Willie, you going down at Washington? So, yes, sir. <laughs> Willie said no. <laughs> Glad to have you along Go with Army, us. Beat Navy. Um, Want to thank uh, everybody for tuning in. Thanks you to Howard uh, from Howard's on Main. Howard Corley does a great job uh, keeping us entertained here as well. Uh, but thank him. Uh, for coming out and allowing us to do our podcast here every single Monday and Thursday. And as always, enjoy the games. Coach, appreciate you. Thanks for what you do. Willie, thank you. All the stats. We need to have you in here to look at the stats and get them all for us. Chris, always a pleasure. We're going to enjoy these games tonight. Oh, we are, man. Like I said, starting tonight. Going to be fun. Enjoy them. I'm Tom Carroll, and we are the Lakeland Sports Guys.